Welcome back to the Mom Mentality Show. My name is Austin Chadwick and co-host is Chris Lucian. And today we're going to be talking about uh, mob programming or mobs interacting with uh, people who, you know, not hardware or firmware um, type people or software people, but kind of external actions like finance or something like that. And uh, this actually comes up from a request from all of you. So thank you for your feedback and comments. So a conversation started on LinkedIn uh, with me, Steve Wells, and Dragan Stepanovich. And uh, basically, Dragan said, who we've had on the show before, we can put that in the show notes because he has some excellent content. He said, if you happen to hear of a case where someone brought a legal or finance person to a mob, please record an episode on it. Um, and he said, I think the important thing we're looking for is having availability in the system so that we have higher responsiveness and faster flow. Um, if someone is not in a mob, but if available for answering questions quickly, that's also a huge step. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to have an episode about that right now. And I think Chris, maybe you had some stories you wanted to share. So what's the first one that comes to mind? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think first of all, I, I have talked about like this whole availability thing before, and we've actually seen it in just product owners in general. So, uh, you know, we had people that were available daily, people available weekly, monthly, uh, and, and so on. And it was really, uh, interesting to see, the cycle times related to that. And, and we, we saw exactly that it was, it was, you know, daily releases, very easy with somebody around all the time and very, very difficult with somebody away. So uh, my first story is um, this was uh, we were working on uh, a application and um, it, uh, it was kind of uh, very, you know, data uh, heavy. Uh, so we, we invited a finance person uh, to come in very transaction-oriented uh, system, and uh, you know, I, I think the default for them was to just kind of be like, okay, you know, here's a stack of requirements, go ahead and work on it. And and so, um, you know, we've been mobbing for a while at that point, um, probably two years or so, uh, and it, it was it was uh, something along the lines of like, you know, well, you know, going back and forth with requirements. Uh, um, can be okay, but we have lots of questions and we have questions all the time. So come and sit with us. Uh, so this finance person ended up sitting with us. And as we would make changes to the system and rerun calculations, they would, they would be able to give us feedback on them. And, uh, and it, it really closed the loop. Um, we had another person in that, in that same finance department that we were really dependent on. And uh, they were only available very periodically. Uh, and it was um, just the responsibilities in their role was really difficult. And so, it, it, you know, we had this really big contrast between these, these two people, one that was available with, for, for giving us frequent feedback all the time. And it was, it was releases like every few hours. And then this person that, that really wasn't available uh, much at all. And it was like days between releases. And it was just because it's like, can't get this question answered, can't get this thing verified. Uh, and um, another thing was like the batching of the feedback. So the person that was with us all the time, the feedback was very small, just incremental and direct. And the person that wasn't with us very often would give us like, oh, this thing doesn't match up to this thing that doesn't match up to that thing, which uh is connected to that this thing over here and and all of a sudden you have like this giant um this giant tangled mess that you have to unwind to figure out what little thing do you need to change to, to make it all better um so maybe that's my first story uh and austin maybe you have a story <laughs> yeah and one meta thing about that is i think 
it, you know, the, the whole flow thing is so key. And, and uh, I think you said it and Dragon said it where um, you want the steamroller to keep rolling, right? And anything that, you know, puts a huge boulder in the road to roadblock that is, uh, is a big deal. And so, uh, yeah, I love keeping the flow going. And I have uh, this tendency just to keep pulling people into the mob, especially remotely, you just push their name, you know, push the button on their name and all of a sudden they, you invite them. And I just keep doing that until we have the person in the mob that can answer the question. Right. And uh, yeah, and I've seen the same exact thing, people who are available. Wow. We just keep rolling and keep flowing really well. And uh, um, yeah. And so the one story I had too, was also finance. Um, I had uh, uh, you telling your story, help me remember more about it was that um, we were, we were starting some work and this was more reporting end of it. Um, and uh, we were going to start some work. So we had a meeting uh, to kind of be a little bit of context where we were saying, okay, we're going to start this work. It'd be great if we could, you know, have these interactions at a, a certain cadence or, you know, we're going to be having questions. And so we kind of um, prepared, uh, kind of set the stage a little bit. And then when we came the time to start working on it, we invited them over. Uh, this finance person sat in our mob and uh, we basically showed how it was working now and then uh, ask for their feedback on it and, and, what, and ask clarifying questions on what to make differently. And then we made the changes on the fly with them kind of checking the quote unquote math or the formulas and that kind of stuff. And also the formatting, because that was important as well so that people can uh, read it, right? <laughs> read it well. And it was, a really, uh, it was a really fun session. It was very productive because it was like question, answer, change, question, answer, change, question, answer, change observation change, you know, and so we just kind of had that rapid cycling going on. And uh, there were other times uh, before that, uh, that set of interactions where um, it was like you said, the bigger batch before where the transaction cost was high. And, you know, we would send feedback, we would send changes, and then wait a week, and then it comes back. And then we're like, oh, what were we doing again? And so you're kind of out of context, you have to pay all those costs of getting back in the flow. And, uh, and <laughs> whenever I get asynchronous feedback that's over text, I almost, uh, I almost, it's not like you don't believe it because you always trust, you always trust, but verify, right? But it's always just like, I always want to follow it up with a conversation to verify, right? Because there's so many misunderstandings that can happen when it's not an on the fly conversation or on the fly demo of what's going on. And so uh, to turn that situation to that was, was pretty fun. Uh, yeah. Did you have any other stories, Chris? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so this one's pretty cool because um, if you go back and look at the time lapse from the 2012 time lapse, the very first one we did uh, when we were first talking about mob programming ever, uh, I think, and, and talking about it at conferences, you'll actually see the product owner come in. And so this was uh, among the first times that uh, we were having uh, product owners come in to the group daily. So this person uh, was kind of in a manufacturing quality control role. Uh, and so it was kind of on the other side of, of the manufacturing process. And um, that was a really cool experience because it was, um, you know, a, a really significant uh, system. And again, it was, it was another part of the business that had, um, you know, that, that just, didn't um, look at software uh, as as kind of something that that needs that flow efficiency, right? Because it's it's very hard to know that when you're outside. Like empathy for for these other groups, it's like they do projects in a completely different way, 
and that's fine. Um, and and uh, so a little bit of it is just like saying, hey, you're going to get the best experience you can by by showing up here on a regular basis. So um, in that time lapse, you can kind of watch him pop in and then, and then work with the team. And he's there in the mob and we're rotating through as we're talking to him about it. Uh, once he's kind of given his feedback and has been satisfied, we've made small changes to make a little bit of progress. Then we um, we came out of that uh, and. Um, you know, I think also it, it kind of built really solid relationships for the people that are in the business um, because it's, it, it builds empathy both ways, right? So like, what does this person have to deal with in their day-to-day -day work? Uh, why are they asking you to do the things that you're doing? And, and all that context actually, I think, gets baked into decisions that get made as you go forward. Um, and so that, that one was just a really solid uh, um uh, interaction and it built relationships and it's like uh, you know we still talk to these people in this kind of department even though the software <laughs> that, uh, that was built I think so, so what's cool about this is like uh, the story too is that that software was built like eight or nine years ago um, it's still running in production no bug reports back like we, we haven't even had to like do much to it since then and it's just knocking out uh, you know it's it's responsibility all this time so um, you know, and I think I attribute a lot of that high quality to having the, the person with the knowledge there with us to give us the flow we needed to, uh, hit a really good stride. So, uh, Austin, how about you? Got another one? Nice. No, and I, and I, I want to double down on that trust point. I've really seen that when, uh, you know, for both sides, when, uh, the team, maybe more often a technically focused team, whenever they interact with someone from. Uh, the business side, whether whatever it is, uh, it, it just generates a lot of positive emotion I've seen uh, because I think productively doing something together kind of builds a great relationship that seems to last a long time. I've noticed that when I've had those kind of interaction, even years later, I run into someone in the hallway and they're like, oh, good to see you, you know, and um, we're, we're uh, I'm currently in a, uh, a mob right now where we the work on so many different apps that uh, I think, what, what did you say, Chris? It was like uh, one of the best assets of being this mob is you get to meet so many people, right? Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah, just, uh, you know, we were working with data science and I know that's more technical oriented, but, uh, you know, you can see that on the fly troubleshooting or you're working with someone who's using the product and you can just on the fly show the screen and be like, okay, does that make sense? And then we make the changes in the background and then show them again. And they're like, okay, that's better. Um, so we had that uh, interaction a couple times with people on the uh, manu uh, manufacturing uh, recently. And then also I had one experience that was a customer that was also really cool. So it kind of goes to that lean mindset thing where, um, you know, you want to interact with customers directly, you know, so in the cases we've been talking about were internal. I've also done ones where it's external, where uh, there's someone in the field on the fly uh, has a question or experiencing um, confusion or there's a problem of some kind and uh, they were in the field and we were in the call together and uh, they were doing things uh, in the real world to interact with uh, kind of cloud IoT devices and uh, we were looking at it from the kind of cloud backend uh, perspective and you know the conversation flowed back and forth from technical to domain but it was just a really fun uh, conversation because you can kind of get the persona of this user, right? And what matters to them and what doesn't matter to them and uh, how much they're willing to troubleshoot and how much they're not, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And so uh, uh, that, that left a quite an impression on the team 
And uh, yeah, so I think that kind of rounds out at least a summary of my experiences. Ed, you got any more before we close yeah, this yeah. one out, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I got one more. Uh, so um, this was kind of, uh, you know, uh, more recent and it was a really interesting thing. So uh, we had a product owner um, and they were available uh, essentially, um, uh, you know, it was kind of ad hoc, but we were in person. So, so this was before we went remote, before COVID, all that stuff. Uh, you know, it was like, um, we actually, you know, it's a pretty big campus. And so people are walking back and forth. And, um, and so, uh, you know, just kind of to talk about availability, because I know it's still like the, the, um, maybe not uh, exactly related to the question, but I, I just like this story, because it, it relates so much to the availability and flow. Um, so all that walking time between buildings. And so, you know, the team would actually look out the window and see this person walking to another building and be like, oh, no, we need them to come over here, but they won't be available for hours or days. Uh, and so, um, in fact, we, uh, you know, there were periods of time where it was like we got a face to face conversation in like uh, even over the course of a month. And it was really hard to get um, certain things answered and, and things demoed and stuff like that. And then we went remote. And all of a sudden, like all the behaviors shifted. And like, this is like one really big benefit, I think, to going remote in general is that uh, everybody now is not expecting walking time. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so what, what happens is uh, I think that people just like go to that call to get that feedback right away. Cause that's like what they would do anyway, even if they were doing a meeting. And so um, when you're remote first, uh, you are, much less likely to hold on to information uh, until you have a face-to-face -face conversation, um, which I know it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but uh, I think the the timeliness of the feedback trumps the uh, the quality gain of interaction when you're in person. Um, and so uh, I think just with that kind of remote first mentality, we had um, just these huge gains in flow because uh, people that um, were generally not available uh, became much more available more frequently. Yeah, and it's, uh, there was one case, case in particular where it was spanning several time zones and regions and organizations to get everyone needed into the room to solve, solve a problem <laughs> and, you know, to physically have a meeting would have been, you know, huge amount of time, but just to bring them in in that instant was, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's really, uh, powerful. And, and it's the default now. Right. And so yeah. like, that's, uh, I, I think that it's just people's expectations and, and also just those micro behaviors. Like you don't, you don't actually know how much you're losing by having everybody walk back and forth because there's such a, a high precedent for value on on face-to-face -face communication over remote so yep awesome well i think that's good to wrap it up uh we would love to hear your stories you know please add uh comments on youtube uh twitter linkedin uh have you had any uh cases of mob programming ensemble programming with finance or other departments uh similar to that or just areas where you saw flow really kick into high gear and uh what led to that so we'd love to have your feedback Please like and subscribe. Please share this episode with anybody who uh, you think this might help and whatever they're going through at the moment. And uh, mob well and have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone.